Welcome to another CornerCast podcast. I am your host, Khalil, here on casterscorner.com. And this week we're taking... <clears throat> well, I mean, it's not really a break from our regularly scheduled programming. It does fall in line with what we normally talk about. It's just from a different perspective, is what I would say. Um, so... I've hinted at and kind of mentioned on certain podcasts about um, a tradition my family had growing up, and it actually happened uh, this week, normally, or it would have happened, and I have not made um, the trip back during this time of year, really. Um, just It just never, it never worked, and... Uh, so this week on the podcast, uh, I invited my cousin, David, who I've been trying to get on the podcast ever since it started because I thought there'd be some fun stories. And I had a moment the other day, it was my dad's birthday, and I was thinking about him and thinking about this time of year, and I reached out to David, and uh, David um, was part of our tradition, <clears throat> and... Uh, yeah, so um, I asked him, I was like, hey, are you busy? And he said no, and I surprised him with the Zoom call, and we were, I really was only going to spend about 20 minutes talking about this, and it really turned into about um, almost an hour, I would say, and uh, yeah, so it, I mean, we talk about toys, we talk about the magic, we talk about why... I'm still in and doing this type of stuff. And we talk about our family's tradition, which believe it or not was toy shopping. It was a yearly toy shopping trip that evolved, um, over my younger years. And it was one of those things. And you're going to hear me talk about strategizing Christmas lists and Santa and, and the magic of all of that. And how, this tradition of going and looking for toys was instilled in me. Not so much David, certainly not David. Um, and you'll, you'll hear that. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's really a little bit of a thank you and love you and fun conversation about family traditions. So I hope you enjoy it. It's not, um, typical of what's going on in toys today or anything like that. But, um, I think it's, I mean, it, it's one of the things that form the reason that I do what I do. And, um, I try to bring that in a lot of ways to everything that I do. So I hope it gives you a little bit of insight. Um, so, you know, thank you for following us. Um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, we're at Caster's Corner. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it and rate it and review it and and, and listen to it um, and pass it on. And uh, uh, you can follow David. His his he had the vegan um, food fest. He works at Harvard um, Health uh, in Boston. You can find out more about him, David Havlick. Um, and uh, what he does 
uh, for sustainability. And, and, and as much as I love him, I, I, I don't know everything that he does, but I know that he does a really good job on all the vegan and, and, and world help he does and travels around. So you can follow him, I'm sure. Um, and find out more about him and his projects. And, uh, I hope all of you this year, um, are celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, not so much for what it stands for as a holiday, but as, as a coming together of family and friends and, um, thankfulness of, of what you have and, and where you are. And if you can't be with those people or you shouldn't be with those people, um, I hope that you connect with them in a safe way. Uh, we won't be here forever, but, um, but yeah, because I think our tradition would have went away this year if we were still doing it. So, um, with that being said, thank you to Tita. Thank you to dad. Uh, thank you to mom. Uh, we love you all. And, um, happy Thanksgiving and enjoy. Okay. So you're on the podcast. <laughs> okay, great. You're not getting record. You're not, the video is not getting recorded for, for publication. So don't worry about anything else. Um, so I figured this was the only way I was going to actually get you to sit down, and I had a really good idea for it. So here we are. I love it. So, um, so I guess I want to say, so I was I was driving around this morning, and I realized today's dad's birthday, and it made me think about all the stuff we've done. And, I, and I've always wanted to spend, and this will be a short one, but I always wanted to spend time talking about what it was like for us on Thanksgiving since this podcast is going to go up on Monday. I was oh, like, awesome. Yeah. Thanksgiving was so important. I mean, and it's, yeah, no, it, it is. And I'm going to miss seeing everybody this year, but I was just thinking like, we've like, I've hinted at it and I've talked about it, but like, we've never, I've never actually like gone through it. Um, on what we used to do. So I figured it'd just be fun to kind of go through the whole Thanksgiving, thing that we not not necessarily thanksgiving but the saturday because i've never and you don't think buddy did but we did <laughs> no no i don't think so because i've had <laughs> conversations recently where people have brought up fao shorts because they reopened again and they were like oh yeah no they had this here or you know it was like this and uh or no we never went there or never heard of it like just this thing and for me it's like oh no we went there every year like yeah. And knew we were going to be going and yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we're like when people hear that, they think like, oh, you must have been rich. And I'm like, yeah, no, we were not rich. We were <laughs> living in an apartment in Bridgeport. <laughs> Tita had like this little teeny tiny apartment in Stratford. Like, no, <laughs> nobody's rich. Nobody's rich. Or it's like a different definition of rich, I guess. Right. Because like yeah. on that oh, rich, but not in like a like privileged kind of like rich you know wealthy way but more yeah. in like a oh wow i feel lucky yeah yeah because so so what i'm talking about is so we had an aunt um aunt and her name is paula and she did always bucked the system as far as like how she wanted things to go like she never kind of followed the the path she always went 
on her own path. And so she did not want to be called Aunt Paula or Auntie Paula. She wanted something different. So mm-hmm. me being the older one, I, I got that that the 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 job of naming her. And so she was like, Oh, I want to be Tia. She thought Spanish sounded better, whatever. And she was taking a Spanish class. And okay, see, I never knew that. So she <laughs> see, they, see, we find out details. So um so she didn't want to be called Tita or Tia, I mean aunt, and so she wanted Tia, but little Khalil could not say Tia. And he added a D. <laughs> so I started calling her Tita. And like Michelle's daughter Natalie calls me Kiko because she couldn't say Khalil. So now I'm uh-huh. Uncle Kiko for now and forever, I think. Um, cool. And so Tita became Tita. And uh, and for me, but was just Tita. Right. I never knew anything but that. <laughs> right. So I had a, you know, you, you three years worth of Tita, just that's what you get when you, when you start to talk is that's who it is. Yeah. And so I don't even remember how old I was. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't, I don't think you were, you were either just born or not born yet because mm-hmm. the conversation of when can David start coming wasn't so much later for me. Like I remember it wasn't like ever a thing to talk about. And I honestly, I think it was a secret for a while. Like I think at the beginning, like don't tell Jack and Gail that we're doing this with Khalil kind of thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. Cause what, what it was, was it was grandma and Tita decided that they wanted to take me to New York city for Christmas and see all the Christmas decorations. And so we would take the train in and I don't think they knew anything they were doing. Like, and uh, it makes sense, right? Train from Bridgeport is so direct and easy to do. Right. So, so close to New York, yeah. Right. So we would hop on the train, or we hopped on the train. And I can remember the first year because I was scared out of my mind. And <laughs> FAO Schwartz was on the corner of 5th and 58th, but it wasn't on like the plaza corner that you got to know. It was on <laughs> the previous corner, um, closer to Trump Tower, actually. It was like... Oh, I- yeah, it was it was like on that it was on that corner itself, but it was like so if when we go FAO Schwartz was here, the corner was right here. So it wasn't like that much of a move. And it was like, you know, and there was a line to get in, like a long line. And I can remember standing in it. And I remember them saying to me, "You can get whatever you want as long as you can carry it back to the train." And then, And that was that moment where they just kind of said that. Yeah, it was kind of one of those uh, things where they were like, "We're not going to you have to, the other thing was I had to be able to walk. So mm. I had to have been out of diapers by the time they took me. And mm-hmm. I had to be able to walk because the rule was like, they weren't going to carry me from there. I had to walk the entire time. So it was like, put on your big and boy what, pants. Like what, what was your head when that offer gets put on the table, were you like, what, what do I want? Or are you just kind of like, freaked out that that's even an option that you get to get anything you want like what went through your head when they offered well, anything you well you gotta period. i think you gotta understand that like by the time that had come around or that option because i had to be like four maybe four or five um when they started to, or maybe three maybe three to four um i was already in that mode of like if you want it we're gonna get it so mm-hmm. like you know, we Matt He Man came out like we got everything on the box. Like, 
Thundercats came out, Tita showed up with every Thundercat toy that she could find in a store. Like it was so the idea of like getting stuff or you know that idea of like whatever you want it it sounds like re- I was spoiled. As far as toys go, I was spoiled. <laughs> I I admit it. And um so it it wasn't so much that it was me calculating what I could carry for you know what's that 42nd to 58th what's that math uh six 16 blocks right 16 blocks Mm -hmm. what could i carry for 16 blocks and i kept like rationalizing like (laughs) i could carry this i could carry and i don't remember what i walked out the first time i remember maybe a stuffed animal i remember Mm -hmm. like there was no and i do remember going and thinking like there is no, there was no Thundercats yet. There was no superpowers. There weren't the normal toys my first year. It was like stuffed animals and like. And plus, how did you know back then what toys were out? I mean, would you just go to stores or were there magazines or catalogs back then? There were catalogs. We got like the oh. Sears or the the JCPenney catalog with all the toys in it. That was a big thing to get. And yeah. um, I remember looking through those and the newspaper, like the newspaper had the ads in it. And um, Ed, but it's true. When we would be planning to go, you'd be like, Dave, this is, these are the things you should consider. These are the things that just came out. And I was always like, Khalil just knows everything, I guess, you know, <laughs> like I, I just- you asked for a blo- hair dryer one year for Christmas. Like <laughs> what would David like? He's seven. What would David yeah. like? He wants a hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it was spiking hair. That's true. Um. So. So yeah. So I, you know, rationalized, and I remember walking with Grandma and Tita back, um, back to, back to the train, and um, you know, it it was like it was magic. It really was um, magic for to That's- be honest with you, and it was this moment of like i was scared i was honestly scared like it was scary to be in new york because back then like you were hearing you know giuliani sweating through hair dye right now and (laughs) it's like um he needs a hair dryer (laughs) yeah he needs a hair dryer um he needs to just let it go um (laughs) anyway so but like it was like we didn't go to Times square like there was like it was you walk fifth avenue like you do not walk, you know, up to Times Square and look around and get a restaurant and whatever. You walked from the train up Fifth Avenue to Fifty Eighth or Fifty Sixth, and then you, you know, um, and and you well, just cut over. And did they time it so it wasn't ever dark? Oh I no, mean, it was I dark. Would... It was pitch black when we it went because it was yeah, this. That... It's this week, right? It's it's a Saturday after Thanksgiving. We would go every year. Yeah. So like. like four- sunset yeah i remember standing in line in like the pitch dark um to get in that first year um and so uh so then you know we went year after year and there came a point where and i think the rule for you was you had to be out of diapers right okay so however old you were that's a good rule right because yeah yeah, once baby in new york city right um so you had to be out of diapers. So you did grandma come with us with you? Yeah, like okay. one, but to my memory more through pictures I know that. Okay. So we would go and it would be the same thing. Like we would walk 
we'd walk down there, we'd, you know, get our stuff, whatever we could carry, we can bring back with us. And it was a tradition that the Saturday after Thanksgiving every year, we'd get on an early train, we'd go there, um, we'd get dinner at the little diner on the way back. Yeah, I remember that. The Palladium Diner. And I... And we- Boys kind of just spilling out into the... Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and we would do this year after year after year. And it was it was interesting because there was no internet, right? There, there was no, like, um, right. social media um, to find out about things. Like, you had to be in the know. And, like, mm-hmm. or you had to, like, do a lot of work. And it, it wasn't... It, it was, I don't even, I mean, cause that's the thing. I never did the work. You did the work for me and for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like, do you like, well, I'm going to get to that. So like, do you remember the year we discovered the blocks? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. When we started talking today, I honestly had this image of the blocks in my head as you started talking and mm-hmm. it's that's the most vivid memories the blocks so it yep. feels like we spent like hours like honestly mm-hmm. like it felt like we spent a long time god knows how long we actually spent in there but they had the giant lego blocks yep. and they were just all out it was and we just built we built like a castle like we built this huge thing um that i can remember and i remember us both bringing home blocks like we got big bags of blocks yes um and I, I remember get coming home and going, wait, we didn't buy enough. <laughs> no, I, Khalil, it's exactly the same memory. I, I feel like I was the memory I have, and like you're saying, there we were in FAO Schwartz, and it felt like we owned all these blocks, right? Because we just, like you said, I, to my memory too, it was like ours, and we built this like amazing thing. And it felt like it was our place, like it was our playpen for the day or something. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then say, we went home and I'm like, why did I get 20 blocks? This is like, what can I do? Really- I can't do anything with them. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yep. you know, that was you can walk waddling back to the train with these big bags of blocks that we couldn't do anything with them when we got home because there weren't enough. And nobody yep. sold them around us. Like, it wasn't like you can go to Bradley's or Caldor because there was no Walmart or Target back then. Um, it was more like they provided a memory of that magic day yeah. rather than that a toy themselves (laughs) um and then i remembered like there was a certain point like when i was like 12 or so where i started to realize that like the prices at fao were like jacked up oh whoa and so like i was like okay i really want this but it's like 10 you know it's like seven dollars at like bradley's but then it's like $20 $20 at FAO. So I'm not going to waste my, you know, I'm not going to waste money because at right. that point I was started, you know, I was like, Oh, how much can we spend? And you know, all this stuff, wait, wait, by the way, I never did. I, I don't, even now I don't really look at prices and, and not to say I'm rich by any means, but no. I don't tend at prices for some reason. I'm like, this is what I want. And so even back then, I mean, it's so funny that you say that because I never, I don't think I ever looked at a price in FAO Schwartz, which is so privileged in a way. Well, Oil. but you didn't, you didn't have dad. Like my dad was, speaking of his birthday, like he was horrible when it came to buying things. Like there was one day I went to a comic book shop and I had, I knew what I wanted because I had been there with mom or something 
and I had saved up money and it was in New Haven and I said, I want to go to the shop. And so he parks out front and I go inside and I got everything I wanted. Like I got this, I got, I got, a, you know, Batman 66 cards. I got the 12 inch Batman fit Robin figure. Like I had comic books. I had this whole stack of stuff and I knew how much it was going to be. And I was about to pay for it. And he honks the horn and he's just laying on the horn. And I was like, okay, excuse me one second. And so I run outside to see him and he's like, how much is it? And I remember it was like 36 bucks right? Like it was, it wasn't much. It was like maybe 36, 40 bucks. And he was like, that's too much. Let's go. And I'm like, wait, I just can't leave. I'm like, they just rang me up. I got to go at least tell them. And he goes, get in the car. He's like, I'll get them cheaper somewhere else. And I was so upset with it. So like I knew, and you know, working at dad's store money and like, I knew. So that's like a good, even in the moment, it was embarrassing. You drove off. Like, that's a good lesson he taught. Wow. Yeah. And then mom took me there like two weeks later and we bought it all. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So anyway, so, so yeah, so we would go every year and there's a certain point where we wanted more out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. We would we we realized that the older we got, the less time we spent in the toy store. Yeah, because like I knew what I wanted. You exactly. you followed my lead, or you would get something, and so the day was short, right? And so there was a certain point where Grandma went nuts, and we decided she wasn't invited anymore. And so, or, or always was, but went too far, yeah. right? And so, <laughs> Uncle Jersey came with us for two years, I think. And uh, hey, I, I kind of remember that. And he was miserable. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, "I want to go do this. I want to go do that." And Tito was like, "This isn't your day. We can come back another day. They don't want to go sightseeing. They don't want to do photography. We go where they want to go, and that's it." And he mm-hmm. tapped out, and your dad stepped in. And your dad, yeah. the last few years with your dad was a lot of fun because that was the point. It was like, how many cool things can we go see that the kids want to see? Right. He He's adventurous and, and thinks ahead. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's when I kind of realized. Was the first one the Star Trek convention or was it a different first one? Um, It might have been. That might have been the first. Like, I remember being anxious about it because that might have been the first time that we did something outside the norm ah right okay like we saw we saw adam's family values we saw home yep. alone 2 and yep. we saw star trek generations and we ran into richie havens at home alone 2 i still have no idea what the hell that means <laughs> he sings that freedom song from woodstock but he had he had like just enormous hands i mean okay. i just remember yeah, your dad was excited, and clearly you saw the memory. And I remember the name. I don't remember the moment. Like I just... well, the thing is, I met him here in Boston years later, and reminded him of that memory, and he remembered it because it was his his. I forget someone in his family he had taken to see Home Alone too, and he's like, I remember that day. He's yeah. like, I remember. You know, it was cool having the celebrity remember the same day as as our day. Our, yeah. Our, one, yeah. And so we started to branch out. We would go out to lunch somewhere. We would um, we'd go to the movies. And then one yep. year I found out that there was a comic convention. And I had never really been to – I mean, I'd been to one or two, but not really. But, like, so it was a big one. It was at the Pennsylvania Hotel across from mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. 
and we went a couple years actually i think we went two years um and yeah you got, that sounds you got all excited because you got to meet gene roddenberry's wife yes I, as you could tell and i mentioned richie havens like I do love those, those stories of, of people that are famous for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so, like, Even we, if- <laughs> we would expand, like, what we did, and we'd do different things. Um, I don't know. How did you feel about going? Well, I mean, I loved it. It was an adventure, you know. And But one thing w- w- that was interesting that you kind of mentioned is you said you got anxious. Now, that's kind of an understatement. I mean, you got really anxious before these times when we went, and I was just on for the ride. But now that we're talking about it, now I'm realizing, like, you were, like, strategizing, thinking ahead, you know, da-da-da. And I was just like, I have no idea what to expect. Just <laughs> I would fly by the seat of my pants and expect it would all work out. And now, like, hearing you talk about it, like, I just feel like you probably felt some responsibility to make it, you know, extra exciting and to take advantage of everything, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I was never really nervous or anxious. I was just like, ah, this is an adventure. It's exciting. Well, yeah, like, I mean, those are like my early days of planning. I'm like, okay, so the movies are at this time and this is the theater and this is the address and like, and it's close to this so we can get to this hotel by this and like you got to imagine I was doing all of this without a computer. Like I don't right. know I don't remember how I did it. I'll be honest with you. Like I, I had to have gotten newspapers and maps and like yeah. you know cuz I I think we took cabs like one year I think to get to places like that were outside of the norm, but for the most part we walked everywhere. Walk. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, but that I mean and you always were so good with directions, but it's so funny cuz it's all these things that now you use now when you go to comic <laughs> comic conventions yeah. and stuff it's so that you were you were literally doing what now is like the norm with people who are interested in comic book you were doing it alone like you weren't inspired by others right you just knew you wanted to do that yeah no i mean there there was no like there was no idea of of what a collector is or what like because it was all private right it was all personal and it yeah. was all competition. So you didn't share your secrets. You didn't talk to people. And I mean, I was a teenager, so, and a young teenager in the 90s. So, you know, there was no, it wasn't cool. Nobody wanted to talk to you about going to these things. So it wasn't until, <laughs> like, you know, now where it's knowing these things or the ins and outs of stuff is, is you know, valued in any way. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you like it better when you were got to be like a detective and cut things out of magazines rather than that it's just at your fingertips? I mean, it makes it sound more exciting. I, you know, it's, I guess it's different because like, I'm not surprised anymore for the most part. Like I, I don't remember the last time I walked into a, actually I do. It was at least like seven or eight years ago where I walked into the store and didn't know a toy was coming. Like, just saw it on the shelf for the first time. I was like, oh, my God, this is – I need this right now. Um, it doesn't happen. Like, everything that's sitting around – like, my desk is now covered with toys at the moment. And, like, there's nothing here that really – like, the announcement surprises me. But then I wait a year, and then it's on the shelf, and mm-hmm. I get it. So it's not like this big thing where, you know – and and there's there's not the, the display or pageantry there used to be. So – when we went into FAO shorts, um, like when you walk in, there was a big clock that would be singing, 
right? And the I love, yeah, and the like the wooden guard, the wooden soldier out front, um, mm-hmm. that would be standing there at guarding the door. And it was a real person, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a real person that would greet you. Um, we have pictures with various, you know, toy toy soldiers, and um, when you <laughs> would walk. <laughs> so to be part of the photo yeah. game. <laughs> yep. And uh, when we would walk in, I can remember very clearly one year, and it had to be like late 80s, like 86 or 87. Um, they had a toy line called the Inhumans, and it was um, a group of like scientists that put on like these suits, and they were battling like elemental monsters that lived underground, like in caves mm-hmm. and things like that. And... I vividly remember the left side as you walked in was turned into a cave. So every year they would do something different. Like one year it was Voltron and one year it was in humans and it was just a display. It was like something out of a magazine. Like they had the figures posed like in these rock formations and like you could buy the product. They were on the lower. It looked like a Disney store almost like what the Disney store looks like now with the castle and you can pull stuff off the shelves and, um, uh, yeah. So that's what it looked like, and they would redo it every year for Christmas, whatever whatever the hot toy was, and then you'd go upstairs, and they'd have the boys' action section and the Lego section, and they'd have all that stuff. So it was always, it was just like, oh my god! And then they turned that into the jungle where all the like the uh, stuffed animals were, stuffed giraffes and and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and everything was. Uh, like so, you, like you're saying, that first floor was more dioramas and things like that. But then there were escalators yeah. in the middle. Yeah, you okay. go right up the escalator in the middle, and you could just see the whole store from there. Yeah, yeah, you could see the clock oh. that sang to you, and you could see most of the store. The, there's one section you couldn't see. You couldn't see the video game wall. The video game wall. I remember that like side section, and that's where I was, where I wanted to buy Neo Geo, and you were like, "Dave, don't get Neo Geo. That's no. stupid." No, because it, it was like expensive game system. Why shouldn't I? And you're like, "Dave, that's that's not the best one, and no one has it, and you know the games are expensive, and blah blah." You know, <laughs> I think the games were something like 120 or 200 bucks for a game. Like at that yeah. time, it was like the average game was 50. I'm like, so you're not going to get anything from it. Um, See, that was the thing. I remember you teaching me that, and that that just idea stuck in my head now. You know, it's like, think ahead when making purchasing. Just Like, I remember you giving me that advice, and it was like some obvious thing. To me, I'm like, whoa, that blew my mind, because I wasn't thinking about prices, as I said. Yeah. And you just, that one sentence blew my mind, and it, like, I think differently literally about purchases because of that. Well, that, and that is a good thing. And then the other thing was, and my mom would do this with Tita is my mom would sit down with me and write the Santa list with me every year. Like, Mm. what am I going to write? Ask for, for Santa. And so my mom said, if you put it on the Santa list, you can't buy it at FAO because Santa's elves are working on creating these toys for you. So that was also the understanding is like I knew I I also had to strategize in like September um, for what I was going to put on Santa's list and what was going to be on the FAO list. And, oh. and they couldn't cross like they did couldn't you, cross. No, I can't remember. Did you write down your list to go to FAO or did you have it in your head? I had it in my head. 
Like I knew wow. what I wanted. Like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I, I'll admit, I don't remember I remember some stuff I got. Like I can remember getting a flash superpowers in like eighty five. I can remember getting that. Mm. Um other stuff like it's not as clear like what I got. Like I remember the year we got I got Game Gear and you got was Super Nintendo? Did you get Super Nintendo? Yeah. So oh, exactly. Yeah. And so we would go year after year after year until was it Oh my god, I remember getting Game Gear when I got Super Nintendo. Now that just like clicked in my head. I like remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that was the thing like because the problem was and the reason things got shorter was the older we got, we would go in, we'd buy video games and then we'd blow our budget basically or what what Tita had for a budget for us. And right. so like we'd walk out with like a small bag and then be done by like two. So we had to figure out ways to make the day last long. So that's why we added movies and we looked for the comic convention right. and and stuff like that. But it is like the year when we got the blocks must have been the funniest year because that's like supermarket sweep type stuff. That's like how can we like carry these enormous bags home? And like you're saying, everything got condensed into video games. Yeah. And smaller and that became less of the challenge or the yeah. Yeah. Um so we would go year after year after year, and I think, so let's see, dad passed away in 96, which means Tita passed away in 95, she was too mm-hmm. sick to go in 95, so 94 had to be our last year. 94, yeah, so I would have been 11? So then I would have been 15, yeah. Yeah. So our last year... We saw Star Trek Generations, yeah, with her in in, in the theaters. Um, we did our normal stuff with your, you know, your dad came. Wait, just quick question: yeah. Were you in Star Trek because she was into it, or was she into it because you were into it? So she was into it, and I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was the most boring thing in the world until Mister <laughs> Reading Rainbow himself, Lavar Burton, got on Star Trek. As Jordy, and so ah. once he was on, even though I was too young, like I didn't get into it until like the, like right before like season four or so or five when I really got into it of the okay. seven, like the first two seasons I wasn't that, and then she would buy me books, so I still have somewhere like the the guidebook, and I would just sit and read it, like the actors, the characters, how they were connected, like the history of the Federation. Like I would just sit and read this like unabridged, like, you know, guide to Star Trek. And it would go through all the episodes too, up until a certain point. So I would like read and read and read. Um, So yeah, so she was into Star Trek, but she liked Spock and Kirk. And I never yep. liked Spock and Kirk. And once Geordi was on, I would start watching. And then it was Geordi, and then I watched Deep Space Nine, and then I got into it. But I still, honestly, I still have not watched an entire episode of the original Star Trek with Kirk in it. I've never watched the show. In one episode? Mm -mm. Wait, but that's, you've probably seen the Tribbles episode, because didn't me and her make you watch that with us or something? I have never seen an episode from beginning to, I've seen clips, I've seen parts. Like you know the tribbles, but you haven't seen the whole episode, right. or yeah, no, none uh, of them, not not one. The movies, yes, I've seen a bunch of the movies. I think I've seen parts of two, parts of three. I've seen all of four a bunch of times. Five, mm-hmm. I haven't really watched, 
and then six I've seen a bunch of times because it connects to next generation. So Lavar Burton was your bridge, though. He was a gateway drug. Yep. Oh, that's that's because I, I always knew he was your favorite character, but I never thought of it as he's the one that made you even give it a chance. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, that's why I watched it because he was on it. Um, so we so we saw that, and then we got into the back, um, like like the candy section right before the video game wall, and I remember. We took our coats off. We stuffed them in our bags or in her bag. And we got all ready. And she opened her wallet and she held up a card. I don't remember if you remember this. Oh, I'm getting chills as you say it. Because I was going to mention earlier, by the way, I always remembered she paid in cash. Yeah, they paid in cash. But she said, um, I don't know. I, I think she gave us a minute by herself. So she, she like knelt down. I knelt down uh-huh. and you were standing. So we were <laughs> like, you're still small. And so she was like, so this is a black card. Right. She goes, there is no limit on this card. So this trip, whatever you guys want, no matter what it is or how much it costs, you buy. Like whatever you want in this store, you can buy. Wow. And I think she gave us a couple minutes by ourselves or we walked up to the video game wall. And that's when we had the conversation of like, wow, what's the best way? Like, let's not take advantage of this. Yes. But, but also, well, for me, Santa wasn't an issue anymore. Santa stopped. I was too old for Santa. So he stopped coming to the house. And I don't know if you were out of that yet at that point. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I was 10. 11, or- yeah. Yeah, so, maybe, I can't remember. And so I remember we strategized, like, I helped you pick out <clears throat> games for Super... That was the year you got Super Nintendo. That was the year I got Game Gear, I think. Yes, um, this is all coming back to me now. And so it was like, okay, so I get a system and, like, two games, and you get a system and, like, two games... And yeah. that would be, you know, it was expensive. It was like six, seven hundred bucks for sure. Right. Yeah. Um. Then we looked around, and I think I got like one action figure, and maybe you got something upstairs too. Well, I think I think you you were like you should just get this Lego set if you really love it or something like. I think I remember getting a Lego set that mm-hmm. was expensive. Yeah. But it was not that expensive. I right. mean, it was you know a hundred bucks or something. But yeah. And then that was it. That was the last time. Oh, we ever went, and I've been to FAO since a couple times. Like I've gone by myself. Um, and I think the right. funny the funny thing is, it isn't till recently because they reopened somewhere in the city. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- I remember because I watched Big when it when it came out on like video, right? I remember yeah. seeing Tommy, and I remember going to wanting to go to FAO Schwartz to jump on the piano. And it was like this little dinky, like five foot little square with a picture of Tom Hanks next to the bathrooms on the second floor, like in this little alcove section. And we would go in and just like, no, this isn't, this isn't what was in big. And like recently they've installed the big one or before they closed and then they reopened and, They've put in the big one so you can, you know, jump on there. But yeah, no, like 
That was so disappointing, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it always was. It, I was like, I always wanted to see it. Um, did you know, like, I looked this up. Did you know they actually did it? Oh, like at, at F.A. or Schwartz with, like, a no, crowd of people? No, like, they did that, I think, in, like, one or two takes. Like, they had to practice to do, like, it oh, wasn't... They, yeah, full playing that, wow. They actually... Cool practice the dance to be able to do it like it wasn't like they did it and then they cgi the music and you know they added the music track they actually did that which i thought was even more incredible but um well and and that movie itself is is all about toys can be important i mean now just thinking about symbolically how that how important that movie must be to you because that's like I want to be Josh Baskin. Like, I want to be Josh Baskin. Like, if I could someday... Like, I have friends that are Josh Baskin now. Um, but that's like... Yeah, no, it's like you... you. It's the idea... I mean, I guess it's the way I live my life. It's the idea that um, even though you're an adult and you've got bills and you've got responsibilities, you don't let go of the inquisitiveness or you don't let go of the the joy of play the joy of play exactly and the magic i mean the magic not just of the toys but i mean this whole world that like tita created for us and stuff like it's all wrapped up in the same magic that's just like why would you want that to go away yeah no and and i you know i don't shy away from the idea that i've seen therapists before and we've talked about and addressed that and it's like it's this idea of it sounds hokey, but the idea that magic is real, that mm-hmm. like there's this idea that there are certain things in life that influence you and guide you and push you um, and sustain you in a way that influence everything you end up doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think she gave us that. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, but that's she gave, I mean, not again, not to be too sappy, but I mean, like, it was, it was this interplay between you and her, right? I mean, like, that's the other, she did not, like you were saying, I mean, you, you know, there were things that you added to the times in New York City and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was this, it was this interplay. You played a role in, in creating that magic with her, I feel like. Yeah, I think she, she she taught me she taught me how to play in a lot of ways yeah and mom mom did too like mom did a lot with fostering this love of toys for sure yeah and you know without the two of them i don't and we're all i mean we're both only child children right right also in this all right that you know us coming together getting to you know be so close and go on these adventures together and then also that that toys are so important for only children because sometimes we're alone playing yeah. and that and i did like i played with them like i had my adventures and i have a childhood that i think a lot of my friends go they don't believe it because mm. i you know i talk about christmas and i'm like oh i got this for christmas and they're like wait we don't know anybody that actually ever had that. Like you actually had that. And I go, you yeah, know, no, I had that. And I had that. And I had that. Like if it came out, you know, there, there are very few toys growing up that if I wanted it, I didn't get it at some point. 
And it's not like you were living in Greenwich, Connecticut. Like you were living in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So. Yeah, we were living in Bridgeport um, when I was getting all those toys. And it, it was just, you know, it was a whole different, you know, they, they added to that. And, and that weekend... So, I, you know, I've gone to New York with other people. Like, I went to New York with Dad. It's not the same. <clears throat> I've been to New York with various friends and girlfriends and ex-wives and, and all that stuff. And it's never been as fun mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. It's always been regimented or planned or, like... It's never been like we're going to go do this and then we're going to go do that and then it's just going to be relaxing and we're not going to worry about anything. And, you mm-hmm. know, even if we were to plan it, it's never been the same thing. And hopefully it, it's, it, it hasn't been. And mm-hmm. maybe someday, you know, I'll have kids and, and I'll be able to kind of pass that on. Um, but, yeah, it just never really – kind of felt the same it didn't feel that Mm. like it it was it was magic it was that like thing that you just can't describe that feeling um so yeah yeah well and it's also i mean the timing matter too like you're saying it was the saturday right after thanksgiving so for for the christmas magic to begin already then i mean it would just carry us through uh, at least for me i mean it would just carry me through to hanukkah and christmas and beyond because it really just started the magic of the season so early. Yeah. yeah, and it was this idea of like, you know, you know, the Muppets Christmas Hero came out and all the Muppets mm-hmm. movies. And I used to deck, remember, I used to have three trees in my in my bedroom. And Tita used to do an advent calendar for me. And it was the most insane thing in the world because it would be, um, she would drop it off right around Thanksgiving and it would be a present a day. And when people think advent calendars, they think the little things that you like punch the little hole and you pull out the little thing and you like a little chocolate, <laughs> little chocolate here or there. And it got to the point with her where, you know, Christmas, I would have a Christmas train village and like days 20, you know, day 15 through 20 or day 15 through 22 would be a, a different house from Santa's workshop village. And I mean, those are like $70 a pop. Like they were expensive. Like, and, and, and then some days it would be like pencils or, and I got, and that's where I got really good at guessing packaging. Like like, I'm (laughs) like, okay, hold on a second. Like I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. Here. And I remember one year it drove her nuts because she would package things inside of things and she would try to trip me up. And one year she gave me, do you remember in like the 80s and 90s, they had these little balls, the little plastic clear balls, and inside was liquid and a smaller ball. And sometimes they'd be eyeballs. It, it kind of worked like a compass, right? Yes. Yes, I could totally, it like was like floating in that liquid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I- and she wrapped like a bunch of those together and I guessed it. And she was like, <laughs> okay, new rule. You're not allowed to touch these presents. And they started as she bought baby. The first year it was baby socks numbered one through 23, right? Cause I'm, so the, the rule was one through 23, December 1st through 23. And would go around my, um, uh, uh, closet door, right. In my bedroom. <laughs> and I would pull out a little sock. And then one year she was like, Oh, well everything didn't fit in the sock. So we're going to enable label and put them on the side. And then the next year it was like, fuck the socks. We're just gonna, 
we don't need the socks. Um, so, um, she would do that. And on the 24th, she would show up with a carload of presents because (laughs) no one could outshadow Santa. So Tita's presents would come. I'd get, you know, one through 24, three, and then Tita would come on the 24th and I would have Tita Christmas and it would rival Santa Christmas every year. Um, because it would just like one year she showed up with every single Thundercat toy they made that she could get her hands on. And I'm talking oh. like vehicle. So I got the Thunder Tank. I got the Sky Cutter. I got the Nose Diver. I got every mutant and every Thundercat in the entire line except for Chitara because she couldn't find her. Like, you know I, what's is thinking about how she filled up a car with all the Thundercat toys that she was she going store to store was she having conversations with people in the store yeah yeah, she was i mean it's just so beautiful you know if you think about what went into that her and mom both did for christmas like they both did Uh that stuff and so so christmas would start for like you said like christmas would start and carry through because what would happen is on thanksgiving we would have thanksgiving and some every other year you'd be there and then every other year you'd be with your mom's family but the mm-hmm. friday after thanksgiving is when you guys would show up and yeah. i would decorate the my trees in my room because i wanted my own decoration so christmas decorating would start then and then we'd start fao and then tita would bring over all the all the admin calendar stuff and then it was just like countdown to christmas day and wow it, you know and it the magic carries along and I've already been told this year, like, by my mom and by my girlfriend and everybody's like, don't buy us stuff. Like, you're stretched thin. You've been working on the house. You've been taking care of both of us. Like, you know, I've been doing all this. And everybody's like, don't buy presents. Like, don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, but that's that's not me. So, like, at some point, like, I am going to get presents, like, for people. Because it's just, it's too much fun to, like, to... year i mean if it brings such joy why would you want to skip it right and it's like yeah like it's different like and i mean i do it differently like i've learned that it's not necessarily the presents that are under the tree it's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's experience and like last year's like was i'm not going to share it but last year's christmas present my girlfriend was like just oh perfect don't get no i'm kidding No, no, it's not, no, it's not that kind of, no, it was just, it It was like, it was, it, instead of like tangible things that like you can point to a shelf to, it was a weekend away and it was uh, all the experiences of that weekend away. Which is also magical. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's that idea of like learning who you're buying for and then doing it. And look, I love all the people that I have for family and friends, but um, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, nobody has figured out since Tita really how to, you know, um, hold on. Brian keeps texting me and dinging in my ear. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, nobody's like mom did one year. Mom did one year. One year. I remember. Oh yeah. Was this when she got every, uh, what was it? Wait, tell me. I, I remember. I forget though, for some reason. So I off offhand, like off the cuff, just was like, because I had been buying Star Trek: The Next Generation on VHS. I had all Ouch. the VHS tapes, 
and yes. you get like two episodes or one episode and you know this is before dvds were really a thing and so when dvds came out they did mm-hmm. a set and it was a hundred dollars a season so it's like 750 bucks for like the all the all every episode wow and i remember being upstairs in our house in cheshire and just saying offhand like you know, I, I don't spend the money on this and, you know, I could never spend the money on this, but I know what Tito would have gotten me for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this was, uh, you know, dad was already gone. Um, I want to say I was married, maybe, because I remember coming over to my mom's house. So this had to be like 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, come over for Christmas morning. And so... We went over to the house. This was when the house was falling apart, too. So we were, like, on kitchen chairs in the living room. <laughs> and, and you know, she, you know, gives me a card and gives me an ornament and gives Paige something. And, and then she, you know, tells her to go under the TV. And she pulls out this huge box, and I opened it, and I just couldn't stop crying. I could wow. not stop crying because it was that idea of like, sorry, you, you broke up. Oh, just, it was as if it was also from Tita, right? Like that you were, that you were, yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. that, just that perfect moment of like, um, yeah, like what, she's still here. Like she, you know, and, and I think mom did it to prove that she could do something as good as Tita. Because T- like Tito was like God, like she was just like this goddess of like of kid, like you know, like Willy Wonka and Santa Claus and everything rolled into one. And mom helped, like mom did so much growing up, but it was like the everyday stuff. You know what right. I mean? It's the stuff that like doesn't feel as magical because it's just right. what it is. It's also what you need, right? Like right. you need stability support and all that kind of stuff but the magic yeah so so yeah so that's our i guess i I was gonna do 20 minutes we've done 50 so (laughs) (laughs) well it's so cool when we when you reminisce because there's little things that i remember and there's little things that you remember and when we piece it together too it's like giving me such a deeper three-dimensional memory now yeah Yeah. Um, so and it it really is magic and yeah. and the origin it's like the origins of magic in our lives yeah for sure so after like six or seven years i finally got you on the podcast after dragging all my stuff up to see you one time and never recording because we, <laughs> we we went out drinking and such um and, and never re- got around to it so <laughs> so thank you you got on the podcast you're gonna be on monday night so you can share it out to all your harvard friends I'm super psyched, and I listen to your podcast, so uh, it's even more exciting to be <laughs> to be part of it. Well, you can show it to your dad. You can actually, like, we can get your dad to actually listen to an episode for once, maybe. <laughs> so he's good. Yeah, yeah. say hi, Jack. How are you? Well, maybe. I mean, maybe this is like the Jordi LaForge of of the podcast. This could be the entrance for some people to the. It might <laughs> to be. The- maybe your mom, or maybe I don't know. Do, do, do the rest of the family want to hear you? <laughs> <laughs> mom's gonna want to listen to this i can guarantee you mom is gonna listen to this this week so yeah and i i mean i hope we we made it clear i mean she's she's part of the magic too no i i think it's pretty clear like i said it 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 was it look i wouldn't be 
I wouldn't be doing this stuff. I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if she didn't start the journey in Milford yeah. Child Worlds in 1983 with my first mm-hmm. He-Man action figure. Like and 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 fin- you know and 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 instilled the idea of we need to buy everything on the back of the box. Oh, look, we're in Stratford on the dock in Bradley's. We got the last one on the back of the He-Man box. We're done. And <laughs> and that idea of like that feeling of complete has yeah. has fragmented into me having not one Mandalorian on my desk, not one, not two, right? <laughs> not two, um, but but three Mandalorians oh. on my desk. Still in the box, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this one cost me one hundred and twenty dollars. So yes, it's going to stay in the box until I can display it properly. Um, yeah. But the other two were were cheaper ones. So. So thank you, David. Thank you so much for taking your time. Um, Thanks. I love you, Cleo. So here's a good thing. We get to plug your veganness. veganness. So uh, do you have any programs coming up that you would like to promote? Um, Great question. I mean, uh, it's true. So I'm on the board of the Boston Vegetarian Society. We do have lots of events. Um, I mean... I don't have an event to plug except for that we just had our Boston Vegetarian Food Festival where like usually 20,000 people come in person. But because of COVID, of course, we did it by video. Um, And so usually our audience is meat eaters, veg curious people, etc. And I think what's cool is I got to interview some really cool people, some athletes and some doctors and registered dietitians and um, philosophers and uh, you know etc um, on our at our um, Boston vegetarian food festival this year and so people could check it out I mean it's it's a nice window into you know why for different reasons different people mm-hmm. have started to find ways of matching their values to the way they eat and so it's just kind of a beautiful, window I think into starting to think about like well if you always just kind of like had thoughts about you know oh you know maybe I should just eat a little less red meat or you know maybe I should you know learn a little bit more about how I'm even getting the food that's coming onto my plate you know it's just a way to way to start thinking about it very lightly mm-hmm. um we're not those uh and I'm, I hope I'm not <laughs> one of those vegetarians or vegans that is proselytizing thinking I'm better etc it's more just like you know, food's a journey, just like uh, toys, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, like, the more I started to learn about the food system, the more excited I got um, and, and kind of took me in this direction. So so where can they find it? So bostonveg.org. Okay. Uh, and you just food fest and you can find the video of this year's food festival, which was all online. Uh, I, I'm a co-host of it. So if you think I'm kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you You're funny. You really are. But yeah, bostonveg.org. Um, and there's lots of resources and things like that. Um, but thanks again for including me in your podcast, Glue. Yeah, no, it was fun. I fi- finally got to do it. So cool. Thanks, Dave. All right. Love you. Love you too. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson's Studios. Jax!